Everyone, this is Vance. That's right. Copy with Vance. It's every Wednesday, 9 p.m. And I'm here. I'm sure you are here with your hot and warm cup of coffee. That's right. And today, um, a very interesting topic again. Like this is what I've been saying every week, right? Um, today is about finding relief. Uh, effective strategy for managing pain. And uh, we have a doc coming up very, very soon in our podcast. Um, you can actually watch it live. Uh, in Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube as well. Uh, if you just want to hear it without any videos, you can also log in into Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Copy with Events. So once again, welcome to our podcast on uh, chiropractic care. That's right, where we explore the fascinating world of spinal health and wellness. Whether you are skeptic or a believer, you can't deny that the impact the chiropractic care has had on millions of people's lives around the world, right? They are not just cracking your back. And if you have that... Today, Dr. Gary Do is with us to explain to us what exactly is happening. And I'm excited to dive deep into this topic with some of the best um, you know, solutions that probably Dr. Gary To can show us, right? A lot of us just live with pain. And, um, in, and also, he's going to share a lot of information that may change the way you think about your body. 
Um, so without any further ado, I'm going to invite Dr. Gary To up in a while. So let's invite Dr. Gary. Hello, Dr. Gary. Hey, buddy. How you doing, mate? How you doing, Vance? Good day. I am good day, Doc. How about yourself? Uh, is it a very long day for you today? Uh, yeah, it is. It is, definitely. We have a, a late night shift uh, to finish up at around 7.30 this evening uh, in All the right. clinic. So had a little bit, got home, played with the kids for a bit, and then, uh, okay. yeah, right here for you. And uh, thank you, Doc. I mean, despite with your heavy schedule, um, I know, I, and I know what exactly has happened past 20 minutes, you were just jumping in your seat, you were drinking water and a couple of stuff that happened behind the stage. So really, I appreciate for giving us your one hour of your valuable time on this uh, topic of relief, uh, finding relief, effective strategy for managing pain. Thank you, Doctor. Um, Doc, before we even start up... Thank you, Doc. Thank you. Before starting up, maybe can you just do a, a, a bit of introduction about yourself first so that our viewers will know? Sure. So, uh, yeah, Dr. Gary Tho, I'm a chiropractor. I've been in private practice now for about 16 years. And over that time, I've seen thousands of people with all sorts of ailments. Uh, I've published a book, I think that was in 2015. Wow, that was a while ago now. So I published yeah, the book, uh, The Pain-Free Desk Warrior, and that's really for people who are stuck at their desk all day, uh, stuck in front of their screens. And uh, if they want to you know, do something about their posture or they want to do something about their pains, uh, that's kind of the go-to book for everything you know, work-wise, I guess. And then you know, in 2017, I think it was 2018, wow, the, the data are gone in my head right now, but yeah. uh, that was when I launched my pillow. So if you have trouble sleeping and you're having trouble finding a pillow um yep. you know there's heaps of great pillows out there but i also realized that a lot of my clients were asking me hey what's the best pillow and because of that um, i'm like you know what people want a good pillow okay let's see if we can create a good pillow so we went down that route and i partnered with a local company here in singapore to create a pillow there um and so then after that yeah so for me a lot of that is uh you know sort of what i've done and and also some work in cambodia so you know until COVID, you know, sort of like an annual sometimes, uh, a couple of times a year, heading over there. And again, just helping people out over there because uh, the access to healthcare is a little bit limited. And, and especially where I am, which is about two hours out of Phnom Penh, where, you know, it's there, there's a hospital and that's where I work from. Okay. Uh, and it was really amazing because when, when people found out that I was there, there was one guy who saw me on the first day that I was there. And then the next morning, he drove around for two hours picking people up from their house. And because this is rural, so this is like farms and, and all the rest of it. So he drove around and picked up like a busload, a van load of people and to bring them to the hospital. Because if he didn't pick them up, they wouldn't be able to get there, right? Because of the distance right. and whatever as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's been some pretty cool experiences and, you know, seen, seen a bit, I would say. Um, I'm sure you. there's tons more. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you that for valuable information, Doc, because I know like what you said, right? Um, one can be a multi-billionaire or millionaire, uh, but without a proper good sleep, especially pillows, right? They are our best friends at night. So yes, you, you said it, right? And now we would love to know what kind of pillow is there, where can we get and what he can uh, do for us. I mean, you're going to uh, uh, talk about that later on, right? Um, uh, on it, but we'll see. We'll see whether we okay. get to Okay. So, uh, Doc, and I know you you have, you have done your introduction, uh, but of course, we have some questions probably from the viewers. So viewers, if you want to engage Dr. Gary Toe, uh, the chiropractor, 
on certain questions. I know most of the familiar questions will be coming in. Can I crack? You know, uh, what the sound all about? So Dr. Garrieto will be here with us for the next 40 minutes. And then last yeah, 15 minutes. Ask away, there. yeah. There you go. Q&A. Uh, but Doc, you know, there must be an, um, um, something to, you know, that you have been attracted to. Uh, but why did you become uh, interested in the chiropractic care and what motivated you to pursue it as a profession? Yeah. Um, I, where do I start? I, I guess maybe I'll, I will start with uh, this very boring phrase that I hate people saying, but but I do say it as well. So it's a bit, yeah, which is I wanted to help people. And usually when I hear that, I kind of cringe a little bit. Um, and if you've watched some of my videos on social media, you can go and watch that video where I actually talk about this. I want to help people right. thing. But that kind of started when I was younger and I just didn't know in what way. Uh, and I'm almost still kind of finding it like I, I'm there, but I'm still finding it. And anyway, you know, I come from I'm from Australia, but I still have Asian parents. Right. I, <laughs> look at me. Right? So so Asian parents are usually what, you know, doctors and lawyers, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. And of course, I've also got siblings who are super duper smart. And of course, my older sister who set the bar like way <laughs> up there. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and of course, she became a doctor, right? Like, you know, All right. so so then when, when I had to go through uh, and decide what I want to study at university, I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And, and mom and dad's like, yeah, go do, go do medicine. I mean, your sister did medicine. Oh, okay, she's doing right. well. And I'm like, uh, and, uh, you know, a little bit of backtrack then is I did a lot of, a lot of work experience. I actually showed up in, in people's clinics. So I wanted to go into health and I didn't really know about chiropractic. And again, right. you can watch some of my videos, but, uh, my dad actually was in a car, uh, a car accident, a motorbike accident, and he hurt his back terribly. And right. he went from being like one of the best karate people in, in KL, which is where my parents are from, from Malaysia. He went from being the, the top at 18 years old to kind of wheelchair bound and the rest of it. Right. And he spent his life savings twice trying to fix his back. And it was only uh, when they moved to Australia and then his boss at the time said, oh, you should go and see my car. And he's like, what? You know, he's in and out of hospital every other week doing traction and doing the physio and all that. It wasn't helping. So the, the, his boss is like, go, go see this guy. So he went and, uh, and he actually got better. I'm like, damn, okay, there's, maybe there's something to this, yeah? Right. And so I did my work experience. I saw physios. I went to hospitals. I, I went to radiation clinic, like, as in uh, the uh, medical radiation centers. I, I went to hedge funds and things like that to see what corporate life was like. Um, and at the end of the day, I think what resonated with me was the people and the belief systems and everything that chiropractors had. And it was kind of from there that I thought, well, maybe maybe I could go into that. And so the bottom yeah. line was I put on my university, uh, uh, what do you call it, priorities, right? We have to, we have to rank, right? I want to get into this course first, this course second, this course third. So I went in and I put chiropractic as first. And then uh, to please mom, I put medicine at Monash at second and medicine at Melbourne Uni at third, and then I had no clue what to write after that. So I'm like, uh, maybe I'll write physio at four, and then <laughs> and didn't really know what else to write after that. Okay, um, so where was Cairo? So Cairo was, was, was at number one. That was number the, one. That was the first. Yeah. And so of course, what happens in Australia? I think it's different in Singapore. What happens in Australia is, at least in Victoria, is that um, you wait for a certain day, and they actually publish the university send 
who they've accepted into their course to the newspaper and everybody just hangs out, buys this newspaper and then reads what they got. And most people will get their first offer, but if that right. was sort of all the slots were taken out, they'd get their second offer or a third or whatever, right? And so I got chiropractic as my first offer. Right. Um, so I must have nailed the interview or something. And then uh, I then thought, okay, this is great. And then my mom's like, hey, you should check whether you got into medicine. She wasn't giving up. So I called Monash University. Uh, Monash University is really cool because they have, uh, they had an interview process as well. So I actually got to talk to some of the professors and that sort of thing there. So anyway, I called them and I said, hey, look, I'm Gary. Uh, I applied for medicine at Monash University. I was just wondering if I actually, you know, got given a place. And then they looked and they said, yeah, we gave you a place, but we were only second, so we didn't offer it to you. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, cool. I said to mom, yeah, I got a place, cool. And yeah. then they're like, yeah, but, you know, if you're interested, if you really want to take this, let us know in three days because we have three days to accept our offer, right? Okay. So I need to let them know in three days if I want to take their offer. And I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. And then mom's like, okay, take medicine, take medicine, take medicine. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know. So if I do medicine, so I play badminton. I was playing badminton for Australia at the time as well. Oh. And if I did medicine, I'd be at Monash University. And Monash University have an awesome badminton uh, structure, right? Like they've got yeah. heaps of international students and and uh, and and their badminton um the, 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 the structure is is phenomenal and the quality is like good, even just for a university. So I'm like if I really wanted to do that and, and be really good at badminton, that would be a really cool place because I just play every day and, you know, go to training. But, you know, there's there's a lot of people I can spar with here. If I go right. and do chiropractic, it's zero, right? There's, the, the, the badminton there is uh, not uh, to such a high standard. Plus, okay. I was in a, in a campus that was way away from the city. So I'm like, okay, that doesn't. But then I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I don't really want to do medicine and, and I believe in the fact that the body can heal itself. Right. Okay. And for medicine, a lot of it, well, medicine is medicine, right? So it's, it's, it's medicine. It's a, it's something that we take and we, we pop it and, and pop it. Uh, right. Or if not, it's an injection or surgery, yeah. which again, can be very life-saving and, and, and brilliant. Uh, but at the same time, um, given where I am right now, 16 years into the profession, uh, I also see that there could be an alternative to surgery for some people. Not uh, maybe but, not everyone, but let me just people. ask you this, Doctor Gary. Uh, in yeah. in terms of uh, Cairo, right? Uh, how many years yeah. they have to do in order to become? Um... So for us, it was five years. Okay. So it's five years, and uh, for us, if you look at generally the the chiropractic uh, degree, so it's a degree and a master's. It's a three degree, two year master's. So to finish that, we do probably more anatomy and physiology. Than what right. people do in medicine right we really right. learn about the body and how it works yeah. um, we also study pathology which is like all the diseases and stuff like that but we study every other ology that means like your your microbiology and your embryology and your biochemistry and your you know um just things that i am like why do we need this but it's in the curriculum so we have to pass it if not we're not going to graduate right um and so we do all of those um, you know, medical sciences anyway. And the cool thing, right. like if you compare to Melbourne and Monash University Medicine is we actually get to cut up cadavers in our anatomy prac classes. Right. Whereas at Melbourne and Monash, they just look at specimens that are already cut. So you literally go and dive inside. So, so uh, we, were, we, were, we were very lucky because um, obviously getting a cadaver, which means a, 
a preserved body. Somebody has donated their body literally yeah. to science or to students like us. Yeah. And, uh, and we get a, a pristine, when I say pristine body, we get a, a human being lying on a steel table with a drape over it. And we've walked in and then they go, okay, meet your, right. And so my client's name was, uh, my, my, not clients, my, my cadaver, my human's yeah. name, yeah. uh, my friend's name was Henry. What was my guy's name? <laughs> I saw you. Remember? You still remember the name? <laughs> <laughs> I remember Henry only because uh, apparently somebody might have eaten a bit of Henry by accident, okay. as in yeah. cutting up and was talking, and something kind of popped into the mouth. Um, mm. But right. yes, uh, so yeah, so we get to literally, and and I learned so much, so much more. From that so for head and neck anatomy which is like the the, the brain and how that yeah. works we didn't cut up the brain that wasn't what we did the rest of the body uh we didn't yeah. do organs as well okay right um we didn't cut the organs i mean but uh when we did the head and neck and we're just looking at slices and we're looking at you know already cut that right. was really good too but i just found actually getting in and finding it and tracing nerves and looking at that i'm like oh i learned so much more doing that Right. So it was, it was really such a good experience. So it looks like uh, you have really dived into the body and, you know, dissected <laughs> the pieces and, you know, looking at the muscle fibers and the actin and, the, you know, yeah. Yeah, myosin, myosin. Myosin. Yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Doctor, for the information. I mean, to see that, you know, you also have done, you know, the many years of uh, experiences, especially past 16 years in the chiropractor. Uh, that, that's where we are actually leading to right now because mm. we know there are a lot of um, questions are going to come up. But um, the one of the main thing that we want to look at is the common issues that you see in most of the patients uh, who actually seek uh, chiropractic uh, care. And how do you address them and how do you know that this is the issue? Because uh, just to quote one thing, you know, right, um, for sciatica, uh, when, you, when someone has a sciatica, they bloat up, right? They have this gastric, they, they go into diarrhea, so and so forth. So the nerves have been connected to all of this. Yeah. yeah. So how Not do you always, actually, but yes. Oh, okay. But how do you look at that, Doc? I mean, what, what are the ways? How, how do you uh, diagnose it? All right. So let's talk about the sciatica first, seeing as you brought that up. And then we'll talk yeah. about the common issues, which is kind of the question earlier, maybe. Yeah. But the sciatica... I mean, the, the most obvious thing for sciatica, I mean, if, I'm sure most people who have uh, sciatica or who think they have sciatica is because they probably Googled it, yeah? Or, or watched yeah. A, a video on, on some social media platform or something like that, yeah? And uh, most people will know that sciatica is kind of radiating leg pain. So whether they have actually back pain or not, sometimes people do, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's in the hip, yeah? yeah. So the hip, like if I, if I just kind of come back from it for a second, right? Um, no. I'll just move my camera a little, right? But the, the right. lower back being right here in the lower back, but sometimes they're getting pain just sort of on the side of their hip, sort of in the glute, the buttock muscle area, right? right. Or just next to the, the tailbone, which is not really mm -hmm. the lower back, but sort of just on the tailbone. And they'll kind of go, oh, but uh, is, it, is it really sciatica? Is it really a, a, a slip disc or a nerve issue? Because I actually feel the pain like it, it's not down my leg. It's only just at the tailbone and it's not in my lower back. Um, yeah. But again, if it's in the tailbone, it could still be sciatica. It could still be a disc or a nerve or a, an impingement or something. Right. Um, but then, of course, classically, it's running down the leg. And with uh, sometimes with pins and needles or numbness or that sort of sensory change as yeah. well. Okay. So if you 
are experiencing any of this stuff that I'm saying right now, there is a good chance you've got a pinched nerve or you've got some sort of disc or sciatica problem. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but it's something that you do want to get on top of fast because you don't want this to be a chronic or a long-term thing. It becomes very debilitating, but it doesn't have to be, you see, like, but that's the, that's the same for everything in life, right? I mean, um, if you get diagnosed with diabetes, for example, right, it's if you manage your diet and you, you do a bit of exercise, you can live a very happy and fulfilling life and do everything you want without any complications. But if you have diabetes and you didn't take care of yourself, you, you know, you're going to lead to heart failure, kidney failure. I mean, like lots of bad stuff, ulcerations on your leg that could get an amputation if it gets that bad, you know? So, uh, you know, everything in life, you know, try and catch it early and, and actually do something about it so that we uh, can actually enjoy life. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Doctor, for that, uh, for talking on the sciatic nerve. And, of course, yeah. viewers are watching this, right? Like what Dr. Gary said, the pain. Usually it's p uh, pins and needles, right, Doc? In all the way radiating yeah. from the... Yeah, and it can travel down the leg. So I, I've had some of my clients who have just told me like on the, the side of their calf, like it's not even their calf muscles, it's the side of their leg. And just that patch of maybe like 20 centimeters or, or, or so on the side of their leg, that's kind of a bit painful. And they're like, I thought it was a cramp, but then it didn't go away. And then I thought it was like, I strained my muscle, but you know, I, I didn't really train exercise or, or push it. The new calf raises, what is it? And I'm like, oh, it's your back. And they're like, but I have no back pain. And I'm like, no, no, no it, it really is your back. And so, so then, yes, it's, um, you know, we, we, we did some tests in the clinic and we assess and we go, okay. Yes. Hey, where is she? <laughs> oh, so that's a junior? Okay. So that's the little one. Yeah, oh. you can say hi. Hi. <laughs> so you're uh, the assistant in the clinic, right? <laughs> the assistant? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, but as I was saying, right, he, he just had just the, the lateral uh, thigh pain, the side of the, the uh, calf. And that was all he had. And I'm like, you know what, let's do some assessments and see what's going on. And then from right. there, uh, we will, you know, decide. And of course I said, let's do an MRI. And the MRI right. has just shown, yes, there really is a slip mm -hmm. disc. It right. really is hitting the nerve and it really is causing that pain. Right. So again, clinical assessments to me are, are vital. Um, and it's going to be slightly different to like if you went to see an orthopedic surgeon, because sometimes the, the orthopedic doctors, they will hear this leg pain and they will just go exactly like me. Yep. I think it's this do the MRI and they don't, they kind of don't even do the, the, the clinical stuff because, well, we are, we are clinicians. Like I'm a clinician. We, we, we do this on a day to day. So the clinic is our, is like where we get all of the data. Whereas right. if you go to the hospital where usually where they get all their data is tests. So yeah. it's very rare that you're going to go to hospital and not get a test done, right? Like a blood test or a urine or a, a, an x-ray or a scan or a whatever, right? Because that's how they diagnose. But for me as a clinician, we right. use the clinic first and then use all of the rest as extra uh, information. Right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, common issues, doctor? Very common More issues. Common issues. Oh, yeah. everybody knows. Neck. Lower back. Lower back. Yeah. Right. Um, they're, they're, the, they're the absolute top two, especially in Singapore, yeah? Top two. Neck is, like, by far. Usually people say lower back pain is, like, in, in the world, World Health Organization, lower back pain, 80% of the population, that sort of thing. In Singapore, when I was uh, doing my book, I surveyed almost, like, 5,000 people uh, in my talks and workshops and whoever I could ask, and 70% of people had neck pain, 56 had lower back pain, 
And if you think about it, 70 plus 56, it's more than 100, right? So what does that mean? Some people got both. Wow. Yeah, right? I mean, heaps of people got both, actually, not just one people. Well. I'm just yeah. going to cut you off. Uh, but comparison, right? Comparison, because nowadays people are sitting too... Uh, the, the duration is getting longer and longer. People are like sitting down for 12 hours. Uh, we have elevators, yeah. lifts, escalators, trains, buses, drive. So our, our human body is now becoming lesser in the movement and we are sitting more and becoming inactive. So do you think that the neck and the lower back will be one of the most, if, I'm, if you're going to compare, right? The upper region and the lower region, which one has the most highest risk? Tough. Tough. Very tough. I mean, there's, there's a, uh, okay, excuse me. Yeah, that was. It's tough because everybody's going to respond differently. Like generally spines get stiff, like the, the and the right. spine is from the head, right? From the, the base of the skull all the way down right. to our tailbone. Yeah. And that's going to get stiff. And what happens in the neck can affect the lower back, which means, uh, you know, I've had people that are like, oh, I'm doing everything for the neck. It's not getting better. I'm like, wait, 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 let me check your back. We correct their back and their neck's like, oh, that's so free. Why? Because we've got paraspinal muscles. I mean, if you uh, look at somebody's spine, like when the massage therapist, you know, if you go for a massage, they're going to yeah. run sort of from the bottom of your spine all the way up to your shoulder blade area, right? And then if they wanted to, all the way up to your neck. It's like a long muscle that runs the whole way through. So it's going to be affected. Now, if we don't move so much, some people will feel it more in the lower back. Yes. Some people feel it more in the neck as well. It also, so I, I won't, I'm still going to say 50-50 or both at the same time because most people feel stiff and they're stiff all over, right? Like they're like, yeah, this part, my shoulders, yeah, it's really tight. Or they'll say, oh, yeah, my back is really stiff as well, right? And so it's kind of it's kind of everything just smashed together. But I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a – I shouldn't be asking you easy questions. I'm going to ask you a tough question. <laughs> and that will be probably an easy one for you. Uh, you know, for most people, right, you know, after working eight hours or 10 hours, probably they feel that, you know, they need to go for a massage. And most of the time, they do. <laughs> and then um, they go for the massage and during that one hour, they feel better. Oh, I'm better. But then the pain comes back again. And it, it, it's like a consistent um, um, a routine, right? And then when one will show that, hey, you know what, uh, this pain is not going off, I'm because some people just keep on going for massage or temporary relief, but it's not addressing the issue. So, how one will make the decision? Or what? Okay. So, yeah. Good, good question. I love it. Essentially, when you go for a massage, if you've just got a muscle injury, an overstrain, or something's a little bit stiff, right? Then, uh, when you go for a massage, that will help you a lot yeah but most people have something more than just that okay that means if you look at the body there's three layers yeah there's three layers in the body on the top we've got our muscles yeah they're reactive which means like if i just get you right now vance to hold your hand out in front of you right and then just rotate your arm so turn your hand yeah rotate all the way down, can you feel as you rotate? Just go one direction, that's it. Stay there. Can you feel that your whole arm is already tensed up? 
Can you feel that? Your whole shoulder's already tensed up. Yep. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't push too hard. Okay. But can you feel that? That's changing your shoulder alignment. And when we change your shoulder alignment, all the muscles tense up. That's a reaction. Most people's body tense up because of something. It's a reaction. Muscles are almost always, unless you strain that specific muscle, they're almost always just a response, a reaction, a muscle spasm. But that's it. There's there's nothing else more than that. Okay. Uh, but if you peel away the muscles, you've got what I call the mechanics. The mechanics is underneath the muscles, and that's your bones and joints and how your body actually works. And the mechanics might be faulty things don't work so well so if you turn your head to the side for example and then turn your head to the other side i mean i invite everybody watching to do this you might feel that one side turns easier than the other one side feels a bit more free something feels a bit restricted you might even feel a muscle pull right and if you do feel that yes it could be a tight muscle there's a good chance that how the spine moves underneath it's not rotating so well it's not working so well and if it's not working so well then it means that, yeah, your muscles have to work harder, but it's going to work harder and uh, there's no, uh, it's going to work harder, but there's no uh, ability for your, your body to do what is required, right? That means you're trying to turn your head. The joints are not moving so well. Oh, no. Sorry. Uh, what I'm mentioning is, that, uh, is it a range of motion? Is it get better? Oh, sorry, Doc. So what we are talking about range of motion. No, it's not range of motion. So if you look at range of motion, okay, and you turn your head to one side, and then you turn the other side, I'm going to watch you doing this. All right, turn to the, your, your right one more time. Can you feel that you don't turn to the right so far? Yeah, you go. Bingo. Bingo. All right. So my right is tighter. Now, if, so your right is tighter. And yes, yeah. it could be the muscles. If you massage it, you'll feel great for an hour or a day or two. And then in three days' time, go and check it in. And you go, well, how come I can't turn my head to the right again? Because right. it's not about the muscles. It means the mechanics underlying is not working properly and your muscles are actually working harder but not creating the outcome you're looking for. Right. Okay. So then you've got to start addressing it. And this is one of the reasons why when you go for a massage, you're not going to get the, the outcomes that you're looking for because everything keeps coming back because you haven't looked, you know, people talking about underlying cause, people haven't looked for the underlying cause. They're looking superficial still. They're only on the muscles. Yeah. But to me, there's three layers. Muscles are at the top. Below that is your mechanics and below that's what I call your systems, right? Because if you look at the human body, you peel away the muscles, you see the, the skeleton, right? You peel away the right. skeleton, what's left? What's left is your organs. It's your your systems, your nervous system, your cardiovascular system, your, yep. your respiratory system, your digestive system, right? You got all these systems in there. And if those systems don't work, and especially the brain, because that's where all our muscle memory and that's where all our, <laughs> our habits are stored, right? The automatic pilot stuff. So if we don't address that, everything's going to come back. So I have some, a saying called input dictates output, which is if you don't change the input, you're not going to change the output, right? right? If the mechanics isn't working well, if your posture of whatever you're doing keeps reminding your body of the same thing you've done all the time, then don't expect it to change. 
Yeah. So we need to start to rewire the body. And that's essentially what I do, right? We need to address these three layers and we need to start going, okay, what do we need to release in terms of the muscles maybe? Or if there's a nerve compression, of course, we need to release that, right? If it's a sciatica or whatever. But if it's not just that, well, besides release, what do we need to realign? And realign is more like like a car mechanic, you know, like they will tune things up. Something's a bit too tight or loose or it's off balance or it's whatever, right? It doesn't sit properly. Or if this part doesn't work with that part, I mean, I, I think of things very simplistically, right? And I, I usually try to explain things simplistically. So if you imagine like a cartoon factory, you know, you've got a conveyor belt that goes in and then like it goes inside the building. And then there's like a joints to another conveyor belt that does something and it joins the conveyor belt that goes out, right? If those right. conveyor belts don't just line up and they don't, work properly if it gets stuck somewhere it's going to backlog and create problems all the way yeah and so that's what our body does it compensates and so we're going to shrug our shoulders and so the people again you can try this now i want to test you man if you don't mind just hold your hands straight out in front of you right straight out in front okay yep watch that so once you hold it up right keep your hands there don't let it drop yeah keep it up i want you to see whether your shoulders here can relax okay all right. All right. So hands up and then. Oh, you're not bad. Okay. Drop it down. I want you to do it one more time. I'm going to look closely. Bring your hands down. Shake it up. Everyone at home, do this as well. Hold your hands straight up. Keep it there and see whether your shoulders can drop down or not. Here. No, it can't. Good. Vans, not bad. You passed the test, man. Thank you. Your traps (laughs) traps are not overworking. But if you guys did that at home and you had your arms up and if you look at my shoulder, hopefully you can see a little bit of it. If you look at my shoulder and I say, keep your hands still, but you can relax your shoulders here. It means that your traps are overactivated. They're working way too hard. There's a good chance you got a stiff neck or a stiff shoulder. It's a good chance you got a neck pain or, or even headaches. Yeah. Because this is the re, the bad uh, habits or the rewiring, the compensations that's happening. And we need to start rewinding all of this stuff, yeah? So, yeah, so that's what we do. We, we want to release and then we need to realign and get this factory, this everything working smoothly. And then the right. last part is renew, which is, again, retraining, reprogramming the body, right? Inputting new information so that we can get a new output. Well said, Doc. I mean, uh, these two experiences, uh, exper- experiment uh, actually showed, right, you know, how the, uh, like what you say, the traps overworking and overcompensating. Some muscles are just overworking and some muscles are like, you know what, I'm chilling in the beach. You can do all the work. Yeah, so yeah. Yep. You that very well. Um, yeah. Doc, before going into the next question, and, uh, and I, I got a chiropractor a couple of years back. Uh, I just want to get myself adjusted, right? Because I was doing lots of heavy sports like jet skis and kind of stuff. So a lot of high-impact uh, exercises. But one thing I've noticed, right? I have to give the credit, right? Um, every time I get adjusted, I sleep like a baby at yeah. night. And and the kind of relief, right? And that's where the the, the next question is coming in. You know, you they, they put us into a, a, a... I mean, your expertise, right? You put us in a certain position and then it takes a deep breath and then crump. Oh, it's like a wow, it's like a heaven in hurt. So, what is basically happening there, Doc? I mean, that's where the next question is coming in. I really feel yeah. whoa, okay. you know, I like feel like a baby. I feel like you know, I just want to sleep. I feel so relaxed. I feel the whole tension has went off. There's so many things happening psychologically, emotionally, physically. So, what is the nerves contribution to that? Okay, um, a, a lot of it is 
maybe I'll simplify it, right? There, there's a lot of things going on. I'll just tell you maybe two two things, yeah? There, there's yeah. heaps, okay? There's, there, there's two big, to me, two big things, all right? The first thing is uh, our system is usually overactive, hyperactive. Our, our modern day, our fast pace, our everything on demand. I mean, if we load up a website and it takes two seconds, like a full two seconds to load, we get angry, right? We, we want things now. Um, and, and your boss, if you work for a boss, probably wants things yesterday. <laughs> okay, so um, because of that, we're, we're, we're so like wired and we're so go, 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 go. You get adjusted and all we're doing is restoring balance. We're bringing some calm into the body and we're taking things that are like, and going, ah, chill out. Now you can relax. Hey, take a deep breath. Oh my God, it's so much easier to breathe. And when your body's in this so much more like just a physical, not even talking about the mental, emotional yet, but just in a physically more relaxed state, it's way easier to fall asleep, right? In, in some of the sleep talks and, and workshops that I run, I talk about shifting state, yeah? And this right. is an example of shifting state. That means you've gone from like things are tense and things are like, like if it's painful, especially you, whether you like it or not, there's going to be muscle spasm, right? You, you can't control that. If you've got a stomachache, I mean, I haven't seen people with a stomachache and they go, oh, yeah, I've got a stomachache. This is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, I want to yeah, curl yeah. up into a little ball, yeah, right? And you contract, right? That That's just how the body works. When you have pain, we contract, we shrink, we, we protect, right? And then when you release that, it's like, oh, like, circulation goes like but we just zen for a little bit right and the body just calms down right yeah. and because the physical body calms down here's the next part right again there's many parts this is just two the next part is we live uh, have you heard of fight flight by the way vance yeah i did yeah fight flight yeah so for, for most people have but for the people that might not have um it's okay fight flight is really a, a natural response that we have so if, like we're walking like dark streets at night and we hear a noise and we Right, we we either get ready to, to 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 fight or we get ready to run, right? Usually, right. And of course, there's going to be some people that are so frightened out of their wit that they shock. I know, haven't lost me. I'm just praying. <laughs> <laughs> they freeze. They freeze. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they they freeze, and uh, and so this is like a natural response. And when we're in pain, we also go into that mode, and that's why people get angry. Right. If you talk about like something that didn't go your way and you're like angry about it, or you're like, oh, no, it's because right. That's fight, flight kicking in right there. Okay. Right. If you face something and you, you don't like it and you're like, oh, I'm going to avoid this conversation. That's that's a flight already. Right. So these, it shows up everywhere. Yeah. And we live either in fight, flight mode or in healing mode. There's only two types of modes because that's just how our brain's wired. And again, if we're always stressed, if we've always got things on and go, 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 it's always fight, flight mode. You can't rest well. You can't sleep in fight, flight. But once you transition from fight, flight into the healing state, into mm -hmm. the resting, so the opposite of fight, flight is rest right. and digest, right? Feed and breed, <laughs> right? That state, um, that's where we can actually heal, right? That's the healing, the repair and the, the healing, the recovery phase. Wow. Okay. And I want to try and get all of my clients out of this stress and fight, flight and pain and uh, 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 and everything tense into a state where their body can actually heal. Because if you don't get out of that fight, flight state, you can't heal. That's why we always go fall back into pain, right? Unless we do enough. That's why I say input dictates output. 
if we do enough, then we can make the change, right? We've got to rewire this nervous system. Yeah. And I, okay. but, but I, I, got, I got to say that, dog, right? I, I, every time I got adjusted, right? So I feel like, wow. And that night is just like a sleeping beauty, you know? They call it the sleeping yeah. beasts, you know? You know, you just sleep like, you know, uh, so peacefully. Because um, I, I do agree because, you know, the nerves are more... Because, you know, when you... I mean, we could, we can talk about this if, if we have a little bit more time. And I think yeah, when yeah. you do the adjustment, I think all the nerves are not being impinged. And I think that's what I feel. I feel so relaxed and I feel a great posture. Um, and um, I think uh, neurologically or physically or mentally, I think I feel so good, you know. You feel like, wow, yeah, I just yeah. want to sleep. I don't want to work today, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. definitely it's part of, yeah. benefiting, right? Yeah, it's definitely benefiting. And yes, if, if there is pressure on the nerve, we do want to take pressure off the nerve, right? Because the, that pressure on the nerve is, again, creating a compensation pattern. It's creating the pain. It's creating whatever that your body's are yeah. doing, whether you have one shoulder higher than the other or whether you can't turn your head or right? all of this. It's creating the headache. So the headache pain, a lot of it's coming from the neck. And honestly, most people uh, intuitively know this. Most people have a headache. They start massaging not just their head, but maybe even at the back of their head because right. they kind of know that it, it, it's like somehow it's just coming. Yeah. Right. Agreed. So, um, but also just one thing, and you asked this, and I want to quickly say something about it, is when you do hear that popping sound, right? If you not, it doesn't pop all the time and it doesn't matter as long as we get the shift we need. But yes, people love most of the time hearing it. Some people are a little uh, scared. <laughs> oh, yep. And Some it, do. It's, it's, it's it, and, but it's not, I, I, I dare say, uh, it's not painful. It might come as a shock to some people because of the speed that we need to go to do this, yeah. the speed is important. We need to beat the muscle flinch reaction in case they flinch. And the muscle right. the muscle flinch reaction is about 0.23 of a second. So we got to be faster than that. All right? right. We got to get in and out before the muscle goes, oh, wait, wait, wait. But we're already done by then. Right. Okay. Uh, then Doc, uh, at this point of uh, juncture, sorry, just have to hold yeah, on. Yeah, no worries. Um, I have uh, uh, a viewer from LinkedIn because we are live in Spotify. Apple Podcasts, ah. LinkedIn, Facebook, and LinkedIn as well, right? Uh, so we have a message right now. Uh, this uh, particular... Hi, Radhika. Thank you so much. Uh, she has asked us, there are certain conditions whereby people can seek help from a chiropractor, uh, people yeah. who have permanent joint damage like AVM. So, Doc, you yeah. want to take that? Yeah. Yes, uh, definitely. Um, yes, there are certain conditions that people can't seek help from. So that's why I said at the start, we're clinicians first, right? We need to go through and, and assess and we need to find out what's happening in the body before we go and do everything, right? So that's that's a whole part of the clinical assessments. Um, and yes, certain things. So uh, avascular necrosis, so AVN is avascular necrosis. Yes, uh, that's something that we can't help with. Now, right. but if avascular necrosis is causing uh, is causing permanent joint damage and, and bone uh, pain uh, and and all that kind of stuff, right? Yes, we, we there's unfortunately there's no actually nothing I think that can really reverse or help avascular necrosis that particular right. condition. Yeah, uh, but yes, there are definitely other conditions that we can't help with as well. Um, you know, I mean, a, a lot of what we help with is musculoskeletal, so it's to the bones and the joints, uh, the muscles. Um, and the ligaments, the tendons, that, that physical aspect of it, yeah. Uh, and even for some of my clients who have slipped discs, there are occasionally I'll say, oh, uh, 
I give you a 30, 70% chance I can, 30% chance I can, 70% chance I can't. And I'm just being very real about it. And the, I guess the kind of the cool thing for some of these people is they actually go, I'm willing to take it because I want to try everything I can before uh, I kind of go to the last resort, maybe surgery. And uh, the people that have taken me up on the offer, they've actually been very happy with the results. So um, there are definitely some things that we can help with, but there's also uh, things that we can't, yeah? Thank yeah, you, so, Doc. So thank you for that. And thank you, Radhika, for that question as well, uh, straight from LinkedIn. Thank you. Uh, for viewers yeah. who are watching this, uh, please do share and like as well, because so that uh, more people can be aware of what Dr. Gary told our chiropractor was that Copy Advance is now sharing us. With us, we are finding relief, uh, effective strategy for managing pain. And I think that is one part that I think everybody should know because a lot of us are just living with pain and we just do our own remedies sometimes, you know. But after a period of time, um, these uh, remedies are not working well as well. So please do share and like. Um, if you are sharing, that's I got up. I got uh, some uh, interferences. Do you hear that? No. I'm, no, I'm okay. I think could be your earpiece, Doc. Can you um, just take one of the earpiece? Yeah, one's out already. Oh, you take one, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, now it's better, yeah. I think it's uh, interfering with another one. So yeah, this is good. Whatever you're doing right now, it's fine. Right, thank you. Uh, so viewers who are watching this, thank you. Uh, you can also watch this and hear this in Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, I'm getting the sound back, so probably is the is the earpiece. Uh, no, nothing's changed. Can you put back the earpiece also, Doc? So, uh, sorry. What, what do you mean? Like, I, I mean, think, yeah. Just hang on, yeah. Let me just adjust the sound. Okay, now it's much more better. Uh, we have another view also. Uh, say that, Doc. Uh, thank you so much. You have mentioned about um releasing tension um is this something that i should do two times a week releasing tension yeah uh yeah you can do it as i, I guess kind of as as much as you like um there's no limit but don't go overboard i mean there is such thing as too much for that as well so you know two three times a week is great and there's ways to release tension from from stretching to using a foam roller or if you own a massage gun i mean that's a uh, yeah. sort of like a lazy man's guide right? yeah. like it's, it's, it takes less effort maybe to, to do that um, so whatever it is for you that releases tension if, if releasing tension is you go for a jog and then you feel like hey my shoulders are not so tense great go and do that as well um, yeah so there's lots of ways to release tension just remember like I said that sometimes the tension is building up as an effect so you might be just uh, you know, chasing pain, so to speak, right? Hey, my shoulders are tense. I release tension. I feel good. Hey, my shoulders are tense. Release, and then it becomes that repetitive cycle. So, if that's the case, you might want to look below that muscle level. Yeah. Thank you, Doc. Thank you for answering that. And Radhika, thank you so much for the question. Uh, viewers, we have another about ten more minutes. Uh, in fact, we are already in a great discussion for almost fifty minutes. Um, and we have one more question to take on with Doctor Gary Toe. And if we was uh, sending us your comments, uh, please send it now because the last five minutes we are going to take in the Q&A. 
Um, Doc, before we you know um, we, we we finish up with these questions, because most of these injuries, uh, because I'm coming from the uh, fitness uh, industry, uh, spent a good number of years, about 18 over years in the gym, and now I'm doing a very holistic approach by doing everything outside the gym. Um, but I got to say, um, most of these injuries I have seen personally on a shoulder dislocation or the ACL, the PCL, all comes with improper posture, too much or weight, and so and so forth. Um, in your practices, do you also see the number of spot injury increasing? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think if I can sort of joke about this, post-circuit breaker, I was closed during that time in Singapore, right, where we had the lockdowns. And yeah. then sort of when I started up, I kind of started the clinic a bit slow and, you know, I felt like it was going to be slow. So I kind of just worked a few days a week and just sort of took it real easy. And then in less than a month, I'm like, I had to open up every slot I possibly could because I feel like everybody who worked out at home injured themselves. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, probably, I mean, they did so, something, but uh, so, yeah. So, so, so it was great. Um, and, and then for the, the, ne the whole next year, um, I get people like, oh, I've been, I just started working out. So I never really worked out, but I started working out during Circuit Breaker. And, and now it's been like eight, nine months or 10 months or 12 months. And I've been really good. But now I feel like my shoulder's giving wear. I feel like my hip's giving wear, my knee or my whatever, right? My back. And, uh, and they will never then attribute it to their working out. But we also need to remember that um, our body has a capacity. So sometimes if we do something that our body doesn't really like, right? Like you go to the gym, you, you do your bench presses, right? And then you pump them out. And then you go from 20 kilo to 30 kilo on the, on the bars, right? To 40 kilo, and the next time to 50 kilo. And then right, some people will progress sort of once every week or once every two weeks, right? That's right. quite fast. And they think that they're gradually doing it. But that's actually fast. And because of that, this joint structure can't take the load as fast as the muscles can. Muscles might be able to take the load, but the joint structure can't. So that's where the, the rotator cuff or the whatever injuries are going to come in. And people don't necessarily see that. And so, you know, three months, six months, 12 months down the road, they will never blame the sport. But it could just be that their body was putting up with that um, stress or that strain until it one day decided it had enough. You know, just like if we work for a new boss and, and we put up with their stuff for a certain amount of time. But after that, they're like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm going to quit, right? But that's after... It decides yeah. it's had enough. You see, sometimes the body's like that too. So let's uh, let's get the number before going to the number first, right? The third most popular injury in a gym. I mean, uh, do you want what me to take that? Or, what, yeah, yeah. You, what, what are your what are your top three injuries, maybe? Oh, okay. Uh, you want me to start with the third one first or the first one? The the first, second, third, or the third? Oh, either way, right? No. Let, let's let's build up suspense, man. All right, so let's start off with the third. Um, most of these third, in, I mean, the third most common injuries in the gym is a muscle pull, if not a muscle strain. Yep. Um, this is the most common, very, very common, right? And of course, they don't do stretch and they go very heavy weights and then they something pull. And you know, some kind of inflammation has happened. That's for sure. That's the number third. The number two, or rather, I have seen personally is the ACL. Uh, so much, so many things happen in ACL, especially on squats. 
um, people who want to jump into uh, squats, working on their thighs and quadriceps and hamstring, I think the most important thing is conditioning, right? You need to understand if you're heavier at certain times when you know try to lose weight. So I think you need to lose your extra weight first before starting to do a little more intense exercises because that's where the ligaments can't take over uh, the pressure. They just snap it off. So ACL is the number two. And the number one, I'm going to break it down into two segments, Doc, which is I've seen a lot, which is a shoulder dislocation. And number two is elbow dislocation as well, right? So these are the two uh, first top variety that I've, I mean, I've seen in the gym and and this is it. But what kind of cases that you have um, uh, seen more um, in the I mean, recent... I mean, probably the top, the top one, the top one and two spots, if I just yeah. jump straight to that, the top one or two spots are are kind of a 50-50 of who could be one and two. One is just rotator cuff injuries. So mm -hmm. rotator cuff tears, strains, impingements, really high up there on the list. Okay. Right. And then the other one are slip discs. Ah. Right? That's squats, from the AB lunges, squats. deadlifts. Right? right. Deadlifts. Right. Right. Um, so many people as well. They're they're kind of the top two. Yeah. Right. And then but and they're the they're the more serious ones because if you tear your rotator cuff, you're out for a while. If you do a slip disc, you're out for a while, yeah? Um, and then like what you said, maybe, I mean, there, there's other strains and injuries, but it, a lot of it's just more like overstrain, right? So it could be a little muscle tears, a little overstrains. They're not so bad, right? You, you can sometimes recover from them real quick. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so these are the top uh, injuries in the gym. And I think uh, people who want to get started in exercising, I think it's very important that you need to understand your body, you know, not just self-induce uh, with certain pressure, especially the weight. Oh, that guy is carrying five. I'm not going to carry four. I'm going to carry ten, you know. And if you start comparing and have a competition in the gym, then that's where a lot of injuries come in. So please leave all your egos, all your AVAV strengths yeah. outside the gym before you come in. And that's what that's what I preach uh, to all my clients. Yeah, sorry. Can I just jump in for a second? When you said that, yes. right, what I was thinking yeah. was, um, is something that I, I do tell people all the time. Like your point A is different to somebody else's point A. All right. So point A to B, A is where we start, B is where we want to get to, right? Your right. point A is different. So one of the things that I always hear people say, oh, I need to do, I need to strengthen my core and do planks. But right. if you go and read about planks and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but planks yeah. were first invented for athletes and for people with a certain high level of physical capability and muscle control. Okay. They weren't built for the desk jockey who yeah. decides that they might want to get fit now. Yeah. And so okay. a lot of the time, if, if that's the case, you do a plank. And if you're hearing this and you're like, no, I can do planks. Well, hear me out. If you feel your strain in your back way more than your stomach hurting, guess what? Don't do the plank, please, because you're going to screw your back. Yeah. Same thing for sit-ups. If you're feeling your hips burn or your lower back burn, more than your your core your core might be burning no doubt about it but if your back is aching guess what a sit-up is meant to work your abs not your back all right so if i did bicep curls in a terrible way and i said hur, hur, and i feel my back and i'm like no but this is good because i can feel my bicep burning hur, hur. most people will say hey probably stop doing that but we do yeah. all of our core exercises and you know strain and injure our back um, and think it's good. Okay, so you sorry, know, I had to I, just throw I, I that think, in. Uh, I got an echo on what you have said as well, because I think in the gym itself, what's happening, right? Uh, like I mentioned, in over the 18 years of um, career in the gym, 
uh, apart starting my own in the past five years um, is that there's this is some kind of a competition right uh, you know oh you are carrying Dr. Gary is carrying 10 kg I'm going to do 20 you know so I think it's very important that you know it's your own race it's your own health it's your own muscles your ligaments you don't want to you know you want to screw them up but I think it's very important that you start very gradually right like what Dr. Gary has said that you know if you go on a plank position I think plank everybody can do it right but if you're but it's always lifted up so high and you're putting so much of pressure on your elbow, then it's not a very effective plank. Um, I think then the core muscles is a very weak in order to perform that exercise. So probably you might want to do something easier, like lying on the floor and lifting up your legs, slowly, gradually lifting up. I think that is the best idea to prevent injuries in the gym. And There's uh, always alternatives. alternatives. Yeah, also There's always alternatives, alternatives, yeah. So if, oh, if you do something... Uh, yeah. no, sorry, I know. I was just going to say no. If you're just doing something, and and let's say, like I said, if you're meant to be working your bicep, but you you feel it somewhere else, modify it, yeah, because yeah. you, you want to know exactly what you're targeting, and then target that, right. yeah. If not, modify. You know, Doc, we 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 are almost at uh, 55 minutes, and uh, we just have one last question for you, um, and then after yeah. that, uh, you know, viewers can actually revisit our videos and our podcast at Copy Advance uh, Podcast at. Uh, Apple Podcast and uh, Spotify as well. So the last one, Doc, uh, it's about treatment, right? Uh, what step do you need mm -hmm. to ensure your patient receives safe and effective treatment? Yeah. I think, uh, again, a lot of it first is th there's always risk with everything, yeah? Um, probably one of the, the risks that I want to highlight is the, the biggest one that most people are scared of. Oh, you know, if you adjust my neck, if you crack my neck, oh, am I going to die? Is my head going to fall off? You know, something like that. Um, no, it's not going to fall off. Your neck muscles are way stronger than that. Okay. Um, if I could demonstrate and, and just like, you know, like do this, that's kind of all we're kind of doing. Yeah. Um, but there is, yeah, there is a risk. And so people are scared of, you know, getting, oh, what if I get like a, a damage to my blood vessels in my neck, right? That's kind of the, the scariest one. And so over the years, and this has been asked, hundreds and thousands of times so um a survey uh, in 2006 uh, uh from that was uh in canada so that was the government of canada and then a survey oh another one in uh, ontario which is also canada 2004 uh the united states in 1997 um the where is this uh south africa they did a study uh in the 80s and uh, some Commonwealth, Australian Commonwealth Committee as well. Like all of these people, Australia, New Zealand, they did that as well. All of these government studies have found that the the rate of severe injury to like the neck, this is the one I'm talking about, um, is actually quite low. That means you're looking at anywhere from one in maybe three or four million to one in seven to nine million. So. If you're talking about even just one million, like what one one in one million chance of this happening? If you were to compare that to uh, being in a serious car accident in the UK or the US, because I don't have Singapore statistics, uh, that's probably more like one in twenty thousand. So right. to die in a car accident in the US or the UK is one in twenty thousand. And even if you said that chiropractic risk is one in a million, we're still kind of really far off that. Um, right. so, so 
you know, in terms of the actual risk, there is, but we minimize. That's why we go through the assessments and we check and we, if we need, we, we will ask for the x-rays or the MRIs or the whatever, right? Because we do need to know what we're up against. Yeah, right. but we are trying to minimize as much as possible. And again, for the people who are really scared about it, we don't have to adjust or, or crack your your neck. There, there are other techniques, there, there are other ways to do that, right? So um, there, there's always, again, modifications. There's, al there's always an alternative, yeah? Thank you, uh, Dr. Gary Zhou, uh, for spending almost, wow, one minute, one hour and two minutes. It seems just like one minute, you know, Thank having you. great uh, conversation. It's pretty fast. Yeah, it's pretty fast. <laughs> and uh, viewers, thank you so much for giving so much of love and sharing as well. And then, um, you know, yeah, very important question, Doc. I mean, if any of our viewers um, want to find you or to see consultation, yeah. how they find you? Yeah. Um, drgarytho.com that's probably the easiest way uh, yeah. drgarytho.com uh, or just find me on your favorite um, social media channel so whether it's on YouTube or uh, TikTok or LinkedIn or Facebook or uh, Facebook will be under Cairo Works because that's yeah. the clinic um, or Google look for me on Google um, or Instagram as well yeah but uh, if you want to get good content, then most of the time, sort of our Facebook, our, our Instagram, they are linked. Um, so there's good content out there. There's some on YouTube that I've been pretty slack with, to be honest. Um, right. And then also on TikTok, which is where uh, Vans uh, first, yeah, uh, we first connected. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's where we connected. Yeah. 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 Thank you, doctor, uh, for spending almost, uh, like I mentioned, uh, now it's one hour, three minutes. Um, and and um, hope you have a very good day ahead and a week itself. Uh, we definitely get, a, get to get uh, a kopi. Kopi is a very Singaporean style of saying coffee, right? Do you, yeah. You, I mean, I know you study in Australia. I know that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been kopi for a little while, okay. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's kopi with vans, all right? Let's do that uh, when your schedule allows. I Let's, really uh, have a copy with vans, yeah? Yeah. Let's do that, right? Um, any any takeaway, Doc, for our viewers? Anything that you wanted to tell them? Any takeaway? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. Look, right now, uh, because we, we, we're in a box here, okay, on, online here, if you do have any headaches, if you don't have any neck pain, if you do have any shoulder aches or anything like that, can you just please play along with me? Wave to me with your left hand, please. Yeah, wave to me. Grab your left hand. You're going to put it behind your back, okay? And you're going to use your right hand to grab hold of it and kind of pull it across like this, yeah? Okay, so if you did it correctly, like Vans there, perfect, you're going to have a little chicken wing. Vans, can you turn around and just show us your chicken wing right here? Can you show us that? Yeah, perfect, right, good. So you're going to keep your chicken wing there. And then what you're going to do, because most people uh, do like chicken wings, not everyone, and that's okay. I want you to tilt your head towards... Ah, oh, towards the chicken wing. Yeah, I went the wrong way. Yeah. All right, uh, towards okay. the chicken wing. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. And if you tilt your head towards the chicken wing vents, can you feel that there's a really nice stretch on the side of your neck from your ear yeah. down across to the top of the shoulder? Amazing. You got that? Yeah. Perfect. So just stay there and take a couple of breaths. Yeah. And then if you just gently look up, lift your chin up a little, look up a little. Can you feel that stretch sort of comes more towards the front a little? Yeah. yeah hit yeah. that muscle there too, please. Yeah. Take a couple of breaths there. Yeah. And then after that, when you've taken a couple of breaths, I want you to just gently drop your chin down towards your throat. Yeah. So you're going to look down a little bit and just find the angle that you need that pulls the stretch that you need. 
So this is a customizable stretch. Find the part that works for you and just hang out there and breathe right there. Right? And then when you release that and shake it all out and you move your neck, I'm sure you're going to feel, I feel it. There's a huge difference on the tension on this side of my neck compared to this side here. Right? right. And then don't forget to do the other side now too when we get <laughs> off this call here. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Garizzo, for your lovely presentation and a great chat with, with me at Copy Events. So we're definitely going to have that copy somewhere around your place. And uh, let's yeah. stay connected. Thank you, Doctor. All right. Perfect. Thanks, man. Everybody Thank have a good man. night. Thanks for tuning Thank in. Too. Thank you. All right. Uh, so that was Dr. Gary Toe, uh, the chiropractor, um, spending almost about uh, one hour and six minutes yeah one hour six minutes uh even though he had a very tight schedule i really appreciate uh him joining me at copy events because i know what exactly has happened 20 minutes prior to e coming on live right he was doing a couple of things right it's uh he's like a the multi-skilled man right i got to say because he was taking care of the kids he was talking to someone at the back and he was setting up the camera and he was like jumping just straight from his clinic right uh probably he's not even taken a rest and um he has a full schedule ahead so thank you dr gary so i really appreciate you having a uh you at copy events and definitely we are going to catch uh that copy that's coming up really 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 soon um and also to you know to understand more about what is chiropractic for for us right for we you know for all of us right we're constantly having uh, muscle pain we are constantly having pains in our lower back because we are carrying our luggage because we started to go for holidays uh, especially with the pre you know post pandemic right now everybody's traveling so when you're carrying the luggage it's gonna be careful right don't like you know bend down and then pull and then you get muscle pull or worse still you know you know what dr gary was just gonna mention right you know when you go to the gym and you carry heavy without a proper posture you might have a slip disc or sighting nerve you know so many things can happen and i think the problem it's not really a problem. I think the most of the time, the case or the scenario that we face is we do not know what to do. But the body is communicating with us all the time, right? The body is communicating with us all the time. But it's just that we are not listening actively to our body and, you know, to give interventions and remedies. We don't do that. But what we do is we self-diagnose ourselves, right? We think that we are the doctors and we think we are the experts, you know? But unfortunately, if you do yourself diagnose and you feel that the pain is not going away and it seems like staying with you like a relative, not relative, something like your spouse, yeah, staying with you, but that's a good story. Yeah. Um, and then um, it's giving you a lot of pain and, and, and slowly migrating, migrating to migraine and probably, you know, that, that tingling sensation, the pins and needles, like what Dr. Garito has mentioned to us, right? It can be so much of things that's happening to our life because we're standing longer, uh, you know, for transportation and we are not doing all the physical activities most of the time, or at least, you know, in a week, we, we don't even do that. And we are walking lesser because of comfort zone we are in, you know, escalators, lifts, elevators, bus, MRT cars and all that. And then if you notice that we're not even doing that 10,000 steps that what Health Promotion Board has mentioned, right? We have to walk now. They have increased to, you know, job that it probably we need to increase. All right. So I always advocate that, you know, walking is always good. You know, if you are, you know, dropping, if your bus stop is there, maybe you drop two bus stops back, you know, earlier then you walk. Makes sense, but you know, you will perspire, but that's good, right? You know, you've done your 
2,000 steps, you know, for the day, you know, you extra, you know, give a, a pat on your shoulder. So I think that's good. So all uh, remedies and interventions are within us, but it's just that we don't find the solutions because we always want something that's easy, uh, something that is fast and effective and everything is now, now, now. So that's problem, right? That's, that, that's a problem, right? Becoming too comfortable is also a problem. Um, so today's topic is all about finding relief and effective strategies for managing pain. So if there's a pain there, um, constantly and you know very persist, he doesn't want to give up, and you don't want to give up, and see who is winning. You know, each of them are fighting each other. Then probably it's time for you to go to the next level, right? Not just finishing up with massages and you know. I know so many of my clients and friends and families and relatives, they're constantly going for massage, right? Um, if you go for massage, you know, once in a while just to release your tension, that's fine. But if you're going there to relieve your pain and the pain is not going off and sticking with you, then yes, like what Dr. Gary Toe has mentioned, it's time to see a chiropractor. And Dr. Gary Go, uh, Gary, Gary Toe is 16 years of over experiences and uh, one of our guest speaker at Kopi Events. You can look him up. You can also Google him up and uh, make a visit to him and find out how this pain can be managed or reduced or eliminate. All right. The word is reduce eliminate or prevention also you can use that right so this is events uh copy events every wednesday at 9 p.m we have different guest speakers who are joining us every week and please listen to that in the apple and podcast They're easy right so you don't really need to watch your phone for the video just put on your earpods earpiece or whatever that you want to put and uh, listen to all the podcasts all right there's more than 100 over episodes since past three years and um, all of them are experts and professionals and professors and doctors and great speakers like dr gary to director who's just joined us and spending almost one hour with me at copy events and for you uh, all the informations all right so i'm going to catch you again 9 p.m next wednesday with a different topic uh, in fact, it's an interesting topic because that's what I'm always saying. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Every week is an interesting topic. So if you do have a topic that you want me to cover, um, ping me, bust me, send a message and um, I'll see what's possible. All right. So this is your Vance. I'm going to sign off. Have a warm coffee. But if you can't sleep, prevent that. It's not good. All right. For me, it's uh, like a dopamine. I need that to you know, sleep. So catch you 9 p.m. Wednesday next week. Stay tuned. Till then, Vance, copy with Vance. Adios, amigos.